Uh, welcome back, everyone, to part two of What's Your Name? No Problem. Uh, just a small mini-series. It's my attempt to just provoke and stab at uh, any thought that attending ABC and being a part of ABC, you know, will settle at just, you know, attending a service and going home. All right? That, that kind of di- disposition is not going to be good for you, not going to be good for ABC, and not really going to make a difference. Um, even though culturally it can be said, look, you know, be wealthy, seek independence, uh, happiness is the result of independence, work towards financial independence, then you'll be happy. Um, you know, you've been taught to be relationally independent, independent in every way, and then you'll be happy. But friends, there's no doubt that the Bible will conclude that self-reliance is a bad religion. Self-reliance is a bad religion. You do not hear Paul saying, you know, you guys go on, I've got this one. Right? No, you, you see Paul freed. He is freed from the need of impressing others and free to be vulnerable with others and walk with others. Always. I mean, that was God's plan. I mean, God could have done salvation's plan any other way. He had the capacity to do it on his own, but yet he came to have fellowship, to to live with his people. And then his ministry was with people, open and vulnerable with them. The Godhead itself is not a lone ranger entity. It, the Godhead itself is in a trinity. It's in a fellowship. It's in community. And the devil's plan, the devil's plan, it will entice you with isolation. Um, he'll entice you to be independent, and it may look good, but soon that isolation will keep you isolated. It'll keep you pretending, and soon you'll find yourself down a road of deep despair. That's my firm belief. My firm belief. I mean, and you just have to look at worldanddata.org to see um, just what how the world is. The world is not a happy place. It's not a happy place. It's in its safest place, relatively speaking. It's in its most non-violent era, um, its wealthiest era. But friends, the world is not happy. 800,000 people die a year by suicide, according to worldindata.org. That's double the murder rate. Double. So happiness does not come from independence. Happiness comes from community. And I, I want you to have your Bibles open to Romans 12, verse 5. And look, forgive me, we'll be everywhere in Scripture today. The references will be in the notes if you miss them. Um, because this is a topical thing. It's, uh, it's not an um, expositional series. Um, right? So the first verse I'd like to cherry pick is Romans 12, verse 5. And you can read it with me. It says, Romans 12, verse 5. So in Christ... We, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. All right? So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. You need that other brother or sister in Christ. I need that brother or sister in Christ. We need each other. 
And if, if we've forgotten how much we need each other, it's because we've swallowed this independence culture. But God has wired all of us naturally and remade us in his new creation in such a way that we can only fulfill our purpose when we live in community, in his family, in relationship to each other. We need each other. And today we're going to talk about why. All right. They are simple but significant reasons why we need each other. Colossians 2, 6 to 7. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians 2, 6 to 7. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Okay? Here's the first reason why we need each other. Because we need others to walk with us. Okay? Walk with us. You saw it in the text. So just as you received Christ Jesus, continue to live your life in Him, rooted and built up, strengthened in the faith you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. It's a walk, friends. We're, we're called to walk in the light, walk in love, walk in obedience, walk in the Holy Spirit, walk as Jesus walked, all right? Walk in wisdom. Why? Because your spiritual life is a walk. Now, you might get that and say, well, I can do that on my own. Um, there is a destination to get to, but I want you to grab this this morning, that God never intended you to walk through life alone. And it's got nothing to do with whether you're single or married, okay? I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a spiritual companionship. Uh, we need each other. I mean, if you, even practically speaking, if you were to hibernate all your life, you would never learn to cooperate. And similarly, spiritually, if you hibernate spiritually, you'll never learn to cooperate. You'll never learn what it means to be in relationship. You'll never learn to love or be loved. You never learn to be more like Christ because you're never challenged or provided opportunities to live out your faith. Okay. It, it's better to walk with others. It's safer. <laughs> it is safer. And we can apply that pretty logically. And the same spiritually. Okay? It's so much safer to walk with others. God desires that we be involved in relationships with others and it's good for you. Alright? It's supportive. It's supportive. I mean... You know, runners don't, if, if you want to do comrades, you train with a club. You train with a club because you're going to need the club to train. You're going to need the club to keep the discipline up. You're going to need the companionship on the long routes. And you're going to need, if, if, if you get injured or hurt, you're going to need someone to back you up. You're going to need a seconder, someone to get you back in the car and back, someone to get you a drink of, of water when you can't. And even if you make it to the race, you're going to run with the race pack. You don't go running up ahead all by yourself. You run with the race pack because it's a support. In fact, you might run fast running on your own, but you're not going to run far. Um, any long-distance runners know you run with the pack and you try and stay away from the front till, you know, it, 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 it proves productive. Okay. 
It's safer. It's supportive. It's smarter. And right in the beginning of the Bible, God tells us, Genesis 2.18, it is not good for man to be alone. There we go. It's not good for you to be alone. Hello. That's the reset we all need. We all need this reset. This is the truth. Never mind what culture says. Never mind what, what's, you know, what's going on and always changing around us. This is the reset. This is the truth. All right. And God was saying this, by the way. By the way, not when everything went pear-shaped. He's saying this before things went pear-shaped, before even sin, sin entered the garden. This is in the Garden of Eden, and everything is perfect between him and his creation and creation amongst creation. And he says, even there, it's not good for man to be alone. All right. Hebrews 10.25, let us not give up the habit of what? Meeting where? Together. Okay, instead, let us encourage one another. So there, the other book end of the Bible, you've got the same message coming right through. It's very significant. And friends, what's your name? No problem. It's not a gimmick, friends. How are we going to encourage one another if you don't even know the person's name? Okay, and knowing a person's name is going to do something pretty spiritually significant for you and the other persons who you're calling or greeting or saying goodbye to or inquiring about. Okay, this is not a gimmick. This is serious spiritual business because it's supportive, it's smarter, and it's safer that we walk hand in hand, toe to toe, accomplishing God's purposes together. I mean, fulfilling the scripture and having the blessing of, of God's joy upon us because we're walking and doing this. And, and notwithstanding mitigating loneliness, okay, Mitigating loneliness. What a great reason to do this together. What a great reason to learn someone's name, to fight loneliness. But friends, we, we can't love in isolation. You cannot. And that's what the Christian life is called to. It's called to love. And what it means to love is to love others. We need a place to do that loving to others. And that place is here. If you're at ABC, this is where it is. This is where it ha love happens. And the actions take place and the practice is made. Okay, Ephesians 4.16. As each part does its work, that's all of us in the body of Christ, it helps the other parts grow. So Christ's whole body grow, is healthy and growing, right? And full of love. That's Ephesians 4.16. That's what God wants. He wants us all to be healthy, to grow, to practice, to love. And he wants us all to be full of love. That can't happen outside hibernating, isolated, fragmented, divided. How do we do it? Each one of us does our own part. We're in this together. We need each other. We can't do it alone. And so that's the thrust of our meditation of the next few weeks is that, hey, get this in your head, dreams. Reset, you cannot do this alone. And if you would accept that you can't do this alone, we, our gains would be you know, exponential. Your gains would be exponential. ABC's gains would be exponential. The kingdom's gains would be exponential if we get this right. Get this right and keep it front and center. All right. Reason number two. Ephesians 2 verse 10. God made us to do good works, which he planned in advance for us to live our lives doing. Okay? We need others not only to walk with us, but to work with 
us. Before we were even born, God decided he gave us talents, natural abilities, gifts, a background. He decided what country you're born from. He put all those things together, okay, because he has a ministry for you on this earth at this time, this place, with these people. It's always related to people. I mean, King Solomon even knew this, the wisest man second to Jesus, who ever lived and ever will be, right? He says, what, Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9, two people are better than one because they get more done by working together. Hello. Hello. We get more done. You know how we get more done? You know, I've just come back from leave, and leave was great. It was great to unhook and maybe get out of the routine and, and, and sort of find another pattern but it was also a miserable thing. I was miserable. And because it's just so lonely. I'm, I'm a better person when I'm, when I'm back here. You know, back at church, I, I sing better. I pray better. I get on mission better. I think better. <laughs> I'm just a better Ivan when he's with God's people. Bottom line. And Ivan keeps going. Ivan doesn't get tired. When he's with people. It, it just gives me an energy. And the same for you friends. So get to know a name. You might unlock some new passion. New energy. Definitely will mitigate any fatigue. That you may have. Especially if it's spiritual fatigue. Look at your isolation. That could be the problem. Alright. Galatians 6 verse 10. Every time we get the chance. Let us work for the benefit of all. Starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. We need each other. All right. Third reason. Um, we, we need each other to watch out for us. Uh, you know, we're driving back from a, a squash league game a few weeks ago. And we drive in convoy. And the vehicle in front of us had no idea that his taillights were not working. No idea. All right. I mean, we're returning 9 p.m. on the N2 going south. And you cannot see. You cannot see the back of his car. If we were not behind him. And so we stuck behind him all the way. And the first thing we did when we arrived home, give him a call. Hey, buddy, listen, your tie lights are not working. That's dangerous. All right. We were watching out for him. And, and we need this. Even in the body, we need others who will warn us. We need others who will watch out for us. Because... I mean, uh, we've all realized we all have blind spots. And we need others to point this out for us. Philippians 2 verse 4 says, Look out for one another's interests, not just your own. Not just your own. I'll draw another analogy. I mean, we have massive effort here in our local community for our safety. Do we not? So many agencies, CPF, CCPO, and the like. I, I want to pick on CPF because it's mostly volunteer-based. Other, pe- my, my, my point is, other people watching out for us, don't we? All right. Now here's the question, ABC. Do you have anybody looking out for your soul? Okay. Well, I mean, isn't that more important than our stuff? Is our soul? And who's helping you out in your spiritual journey? Who's watching out for you? Who's asking you the hard questions? Who cares enough to make sure you're still growing and going in your spiritual walk? Who's there for you when you're discouraged or depressed or feel like giving up? Has 
who, when last were you called out on a blind spot? Hey, listen, man, you know, you may not realize it, but you said that and it did that. Hey, listen, my friend, you may not realize it, but that kind of attitude is producing this, you know? We need others to watch out for us. Hebrews 13.1. Keep being concerned about each other as the Lord's followers should. And we've got to keep doing it. We've got to be vigilant at it and keep on persevering in that. The devil would love to work in your life. And he is working in your life. He's got habits you can't break. Hurts that you can't forgive. Hang-ups you can't change. And how are you going to get out of those holes? With others. And you keep knocking yourself out. By remaining isolated. End of story. So who's watching your back right now spiritually? Who's watching your back? And in and, and ABC, there's plenty of opportunity to find someone. It's going to take some time, but there are events, there are programs, there are groups getting together where the Lord will lead you to someone. Your relationship will open up. It's going to take effort. It's going to take time. Like I said last week. But there are youth groups, fellowship groups, small groups. There are service groups. Far and beyond Sunday morning, there's time. And the other question is, whose back are you watching? Are you watching anyone else's back? Do you care enough to, to watch someone else's back? We need each other. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 10. If one person falls, another can reach out and help. But people who are alone, when they, are, when they fall, are in real trouble. And we, we've got to keep people out of trouble. We want to keep yourself out of trouble. We need other people to walk with us, work with us, watch with us. And here's another W. We need others to weep with us and then to wait. Um, who's, who's going to be there? You, you should have someone with you when you're waiting to hear about your biopsy. That in ABC, you should not be waiting for a biopsy alone. Amen? In ABC, you should not be waiting for an interview alone. You shouldn't be at a memorial, attending a friend's memorial alone. You shouldn't be waiting for a, a procedure or recovering from a medical operation alone. We, we need... We need People to, to be with us and to weep with us. I mean, I could go on and on and on. We're, we're just not meant to face this crisis of life alone. You don't have to. And to, to put up that, uh, uh, to put that in, your, in place, you, you do it now. Okay? Do it now. We're meant to. If one member suffers, we all suffer. I mean, how tragic if, if, if we're doing it all on your own. So be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. All right. We need each other to wait and weep with us. One last W and a very significant one. Remember I said last week that like the play button for any of us to be on go, to be active, activated, all right, we need to be in God, we need to be with one another, and what was the third one? We need to be on mission. And being on mission is not something you're going to find by default. Your default is going to be 
perhaps to remain in God out of fellowship or to remain in God and with fellowship. But we need each other to keep on mission. You know, God has a plan for your life. God has a purpose for your life. God also has a mission for your life. And and you have a life message that God wants to share with the world. And it's a message only you can share because there's only w- one you. Now, that doesn't have to be intimidating. Sh- you know, sharing your life with the world. It doesn't have to be intimidating because you don't have to do it alone. We need other people in our life to help us fulfill the mission that God has put you here on earth to fulfill. And I'm going to pick on one way, and it might surprise you, how you're going to get your message out to the world. Okay, you know what it is. It's loving others. (laughs) What's your name? No problem. This is probably going to be the first step into unlocking the mission of God in your life. John 13, 35 says, Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Your love for other people in the family of God is proof that you are in a family of God. And if you don't love other believers, and that starts with knowing their name, then you'll have every reason to doubt and ask the question, am I really in the family? Because Jesus said that's the proof. You see, the thing that proves to the world that we're Christ's followers is it's not our building, it's not our location, it's not our sermons, it's not our constitution, it's not our programs, it's not our history or our traditions. The thing that proves to the world that we are Christ's followers is our love for each other. And friends, the first test is do we know their names? 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 says, The Holy Spirit doesn't want you to be afraid of people, but to be wise and strong and to love them and enjoy being with them. We need each other to get God's mission done. I like how Philippians 1.27 puts it, You are working together and struggling side by side to get others to believe the good news. So there's two things. to We are working together and We're struggling side by side to get this job done. Doing this together is how we're going to get this job done. And you know what, friends? You know what's going to bring unity to our diversity here at ABC? And there's so much diversity. New believers, old believers, white, black, um, you know, different personalities, different histories. It's young and old, men and women different generations what is going to bring about this unity it's going to be this that we're all aiming to accomplish god's mission Clow, there's it we're all working towards that sharing that good news with our community is what's going to draw us together in unity and we need other believers to walk with us work with us watch out for us weep with us and to witness with us i really really need others in my life. I want you to say that to yourself. Preach it to yourself. I really, really need others in my life. Okay. It's our interdependence rather than an independence. We really do need each other. Last reading before I close in prayer. Hebrews 3, 12 to 14. Hebrews 3, 12 to 14. See to it, brothers and sisters, 
that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. I want you to see something here. I want you to see the power, how formidable living in community can be. You might find this by knowing someone's name in ABC and, and, and getting closer, right? You will find a formidable, um, just a, a proofing against this. Look at this. Sin, number one. An unbelieving heart, right? Turning away from the living God. Hardened by sin's deceitfulness. All those things are mitigated when we do what? When we encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today. That's what community mitigates. A community in God, pointing out always, saying, speaking, preaching, teaching, singing, praying, God is better. His word is better. His way is better. His guidance is better. His value is better. His beauty is better. His holiness is better. His friendship is better. A community singing, preaching, teaching, praying, that is formidable against sin, evil, unbelieving heart, hardness of heart, and unbelief in a Christian. And so I'll leave you with this, friends. You're either you're doing one of two things. It's, it's no gray. It's black and white. Either in Christ you are building towards heaven or you're tearing down to hell. Right? With others. You're either building towards heaven or tearing down to hell. You're either strengthening people towards God or you're weakening people from God. And what your isolation is doing is the latter. Your isolation is tearing down and it's weakening others from God. And friends, it's pushing others closer to hell. I have to say it like that because I love you. Or your relationships in the body are building up towards heaven, strengthening people towards God and building towards heaven. So, I hope my argument has been convincing to you. That you will no longer settle for the deception of bad religion and the devil's lie that independence is a good life. Interdependence is a good life, is a godly life, is a rich life. May God help us. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you for this reset. The reset from the God of truth himself. The reset from the word of truth itself. And Lord, I pray that there would be a complete reset in those hearing this message today in the way they have viewed community or the lack of. Father God, we repent from bad views of community. We repent from bad religion and ignorance. We repent from anything that will detract from you and your purposes. God, thank you 
for your saving work through Jesus Christ on the cross. Thank you that we are in fellowship with you and therefore in fellowship with so many others. What a privilege, what an honor to be part of God's family, in God's family, with God's family. Father God, I pray that you would help us to hold this holy people, to hold this treasure in new light. And that, Lord, we will go forward with great strides, walking with others, working with others, witnessing with others, watching and weeping with others. We will do this in great strides because, because we, we chose it. And, Lord, I pray that as we get to know names, as we get to know people, that your glory would manifest itself here at ABC, that the name Amamzatoni Baptist Church would have integrity because your glory rests upon it. And Lord, we pray that many would come to know you because of our fellowship. So Lord, add strength to us, add grace to us, and mercy. And may we find amongst us arms always reaching out, hands always ready to receive, feet always going where needed because you are building a new family. You are restoring a new kingdom, a new government. Grant us these opportunities, Lord, in this day. Amen. Thank you, friends.